What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Caleb Bennett. I'm here with my co-host, Jackson Powers, and this is the first ever Sports Brain Podcast. I appreciate all of you tuning in and listening. Um, before we get started, since this is the first one, we're going to introduce ourselves a little bit, uh, tell a little about our history in sports. Uh, so, Jackson, why don't you tell the people about yourself? So, Caleb, I grew up always playing sports. Biggest love, first off the bat, is baseball. Absolutely love it. Grew up playing utility, ended up being more outfield and pitcher a little bit. Um, also played basketball and football, ran a little bit across country in high school. I do play golf on the side. It is fun. It's a good game. I know you're not big into it yet, even though I'm trying to work on that. But had to hang up the cleats, went on to play intramural softball at University of Mobile forever champ there but that's a little bit about me Caleb tell me a little bit about yourself um so all sports all the time all growing up no question about it baseball soccer a little bit of tennis in there football basketball um never played golf never been a golf guy I'm always more into like the intense sports like I want action that's not saying I'm not dabbling in golf right now um but but baseball early on uh, then I then I switched to basketball around my eighth grade year. Uh, ended up going to play college basketball at the University of Mobile, which is where I met Jackson. We were roommates for a little bit, sweet mates, um, just good friends in general. Um, left there uh, after about two and a half years of basketball and uh, took an assistant job at my former high school. And now I am the head basketball coach there, going into my second season as head coach. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's mainly just a basketball guy that just has general love for sports and can talk about sports anytime. If you come into my work uh, where I go every day, nine to five, and you mention sports, I could have an hour conversation with you right there and I may not know you. It's just sports is in my brain, I guess you could say. Um, Good pun for the podcast title right there. Uh, But that's enough about us. Let's jump straight into the action. Uh, Let's get into some sports, man. So right off the bat, no waiting around. I got something to get off my chest. First podcast. Told Jackson earlier today that I wanted to start off first podcast. I got something to get off my chest because it happened yesterday. All right. And I'm sick and tired of seeing it. If my New York football giants do not figure out how to properly put together an offensive line for Saquads Barkley, I'm going to lose my football mind. I mean, I just don't get it. Let's just go through some stats real quick, okay? Saquon Barkley, NFL team rushing attempts per game in 2019. The Giants were 29th in rushing attempts. 29th. We took the 29th least amount of rushes per game. Now, rushing yards per attempt, we were 8th, 4.7. And that's Saquon, and that's Kenny Galloway, all right? So, 29th in rushing attempts, but we're 8th in yards. Doesn't make sense. You know why? Because we're killing Saquon Barkley. Our line is ranked 20th this year in the NFL. 20th. You have the top three running back, whether you want to put him first, second, or third, in the NFL, and your offensive line is ranked 20th. What does Ezekiel Elliott have in Dallas? He has a top three line. Like you can't, you cannot give this man the ball and just expect him to do everything. Case in point, watching the Philly the game, the Philly game last year. Okay, now this is before Daniel Jones has kind of come into his own. I get it. I think Eli was still playing. Right before you guys got a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, but yeah, but it, but it was just literally just like we threw Saquon the ball behind the line or handed it off to him, and our offensive line looked like. The offensive line in the longest yard when Paul Crew had went into halftime and talked to the warden and was going to throw the game. Like, that's what it looked like. They just let them run through. But you got to remember, back when you guys were in the Super Bowl, you guys still couldn't block. 
he almost let Eli get killed. Luckily, he was able to scramble and save y'all. That's what I'm saying. It's like a history of New York Giants teams that don't know how to draft or pay offensive linemen. Like, let's just talk about it. Nate Solder. I don't know how to say his name. Soldier, Solder, how do you mm -hmm. say it? He is the sixth highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL, okay? Six highest paid. Last year, 2019, not enough in 2020 for sample size. He may be better this year, not so far. In 2019, he posted the worst grade of his career at 64.8 overall. He allowed a league-high 56 pressures while ranking just 70th out of 89 qualifiers with a 52.9 run blocking grade. He graded his 70s as a pass blocker in Let's all but one year as a starter. 52.9 run blocking grade, 70th out of 89 qualifiers, and he is the sixth, the sixth highest paid lineman in the NFL. That's where we spend our money on our line. And don't forget where he came from with the Patriots. I get it. 15 and a half million. That's that's where money is. But and, so then, and so then we go in the first round of the NFL draft and we select DeAndre Baker. All right. I know it's Baker. I could yeah. be wrong with his first name. We select him. Where's he? He's in jail. He got cut. Probably jail for life. Like, that's who we pick. Like, I get our cornerbacks needed some help. Right. But, like, our offensive line needs help more. Our defense is nowhere ready to compete for a championship. I get that. We need help. But we're never going to compete if Saquon Barkley is out here working so hard, he pops his ACL off his leg. So now you don't have Saquon. We're scrambling for a running back. Who wants to come run for us, by the way? Right now you have Deion Lewis. Like, okay, but, like, but I'm saying, like, okay, you just witnessed Saquon Barkley rushes for six yards versus the Steelers with that offensive line. If you're a running back, you're thinking, I'm not going there. Oh, for sure. That's just stupid. Like, are you that going there? Rough. Like, if you're that, a running no. back in the NFL no, no, and no, you're no. trying to – like, unless you're not – unless you are, like – you were like so close to being like done in the NFL. Let's like if, you're, if you're an established running back Gore. on the free agent market right now, you are not going to the Giants. Yeah. Unless you're Frank Gore, which props to him for still playing. Gore hey. is a man, though. He's a different he, breed. He, Frank he Gore has literally, he's going to be in the, he's a Hall of Famer. That's different. I'm not oh. talking about Hall of Famers. I'm yes. talking, he will be a Hall of Famer. I'm talking about like, like if you're a lower level guy, okay, that just didn't like, just barely missed the cut. Are you taking that running back job? TJ Yeldon, maybe. Okay, no. You're not, you're not you taking die. <laughs> you die. You're gone for sure. For sure. Okay? You, I mean, but it's just like you have the six pays high lineman, and he's not top 15 in run blocking or pass blocking. Okay? And so let's, let's, let's talk about this, all right? 2019 stats. And again, mm -hmm. I'm going to 2019 because it's too early in 2020, and I refuse to give stats from Sunday's game because Saquon tore his ACL, and what was Daniel Jones supposed to do after that? All right, and we're playing the Bears defense. Your Bears, the Bears, okay? So we're not going to talk about that game. We're not going to talk about that. The Bears, okay? NFL team QB sack per game 2019, all right? New York Giants were 20th. 20th. Nate Soldier, fifteen and a half million a year, twentieth on the thing. Now, albeit this is after we drafted Flowers, and he mm -hmm. turned out to be a straight bum. Okay, we draft him, bum. All right, no question about it, bum. Yep. And he goes to Washington, still a bum. Shout out to Flowers. Okay, and so like even when we try and draft an offensive line, bum, bust. Whatever you want to call it, okay? Whoa, brother, do not even talk to me about bust. We have Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback right now. That's different. Like, okay, but that's a quarterback. Like, it's different. Hit, but listen, you hit and miss. A lot of teams hit and miss on quarterback, and I'm pointing my finger at my screen right now. You can't see it. A lot of teams hit and miss on quarterback. It happens all the time. Shout but, out to Ryan Leaf, okay, <laughs> and uh, countless others, all right? Yes. But offensive linemen in the first round? That's supposed to be a guarantee. You don't see many good, talented, first-round offensive linemen, though. Wait, hold up. 
there was Notre Dame and Iowa have had linemen drafted in the top 10 in the past two or three years. But how many have turned out to be like Joe Thomas? But not everyone's Joe Thomas. I'm not saying the Giants need a Joe Thomas. Not every team has a Joe Thomas. We just need a, a, a line that can pass and run block decently and effectively. When you have Saquon Barkley, you don't need the Dallas Cowboys line, okay? They spent all their money on a line, and ain't nothing good happened of it. They ain't won a playoff game, all right? No well, worries. That's just the nature of the Dallas Cowboys, though. That's Cowboys just the Cowboys, Cowboys. okay? Yeah. But the nature of the Giants is is to go 8-8 eight and eight and somehow win a Super Bowl. We can't go 8-8 eight and eight if Saquon Barkley is hurt. I mean, true. Like we're, we're, we may if, – if Saquon Barkley's out for the year, ACL, okay? Mm-hmm. We may go 0 and 16. That might be a stretch. Jackson, we may go 0 and 16. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I get it. Daniel Jones can light up a game and win one, but it's a possibility. Our defense is horrific. Okay, uh, horrific. Uh, M- Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trubisky. Okay, Allen Robinson is still mad he didn't get a contract, and Tariq Cohen's was probably hung over because he just got a massive contract, and the Bears still beat us. And David Montgomery left first quarter with a neck injury, so there's that too. Okay. And we still beat you, man. Come on. Exactly. You make my point. You, you've yeah. made my point for me. It is literally so tough being a New York football Giants fan because we have the pieces to win something. Throwback to Odell Beckham Jr., all right, with Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul, I can't even remember our cornerback's name, Jenkins, and then you got the safety from Alabama that is now with Washington. Ha-ha. No, wait, wait. Landon Collins. That's who you mean, Landon Collins. Landon Collins. Like, that is defensive talent and an offensive wide receiver star and a, and a formidable quarterback. Eli was still decent then, okay? This is, you know, we're talking three or four years back, not – the yeah. last two years. Three or four years back when we had all this before J.C. Pierre fall blew his finger off. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Shout out to that guy. All right. But before wait, what, that happened, okay? Before that happened, we're talking – like, that's some good talent. That's some good talent. You know what that team went? Uh, 4-12? and 12? Under 500. It don't even matter. Under 500. Under 500. I mean, when you have good talent like that, like Cleveland, for example, they've got – Miles Garrett, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Austin Hooper, Baker Mayfield, barely. But a good defense and good offense, what's the problem there? Is it the coaching? Is it the quarterback? I don't know. They are still struggling to get over 500, though. Yeah, but but that's Cleveland, though. You know, they like that, like... No one expects Cleveland to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. Talking about the New York football giants, okay? Yes. Like that, like we that they are expected to win. It's a New York team. You might as well treat us like the Knicks. No matter what we do, we're gonna make a wrong decision. By the way, Cleveland Browns, number six rated offensive line in the league. All right, number six. I take Daniel Jones there as a quarterback right now. He would fit the system better, in my opinion. So you think Baker is the problem in Cleveland? That's what you're oh. saying. I mean, a little bit as of right now, yes, because the hire that they did last year didn't fit him. This year, different story. So I think he's on a comeback story this year trying to prove himself. So uh. that's not Baker's fault, though. Correct. You blame that. So so it's a management issue. Cleveland has been a management issue since 99. Cleveland is a management issue, okay? Cleveland is a management <laughs> issue. Just like that. Like you, you, you said if you put Daniel Jones there. But, but no, Daniel Jones, I mean, he's a good quarterback. Don't I get me wrong. I think he would have fit Giants fan here. He's a, he's a good quarterback. Year. We're talking about a guy that yelled and threw something at my wall when we picked Daniel Jones, okay? Like, I'm one of them people. Now, I'm also one that I was like, I can see what they get at. He is an Eli-like clone. Mm-hmm. He moves the, his mannerism, the way he, the way he like carries himself. Like, I get it, okay? Good in New York market because he's quiet. He doesn't say a lot. He won't get himself in trouble. But Duke, like you don't pick quarterbacks from Duke, but we did, and it came out, all right? Baker Mayfield stats, all right? Baker Mayfield, 
16 to 23 versus the Bengals. 219 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, zero sacks. Is that all? He got sacked zero times. Nick I Chubb, mean, Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield rushing. You want to know how many times they got tackled for a loss versus the Bengals? Now, this three. is the Bengals. Three. Take it how you get it. Zettle. Zero Ooh. tackles for loss. As a Giants fan, that's got to make you mad, man. Now, this is the Bengals. The Bengals. Okay. okay All right. Still, it's the dumpster bowl for a reason. But it's still the NFL. These guys are getting paid as professional athletes. Yes, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. You're, you're telling me. You're telling me. I get it. Cleveland's got the number six rated line, and our line isn't complete. All right? Our line isn't mm -hmm. complete. It's not just Nate Soldier's fault. But you're telling me he can't hold his own? Like, why is he not holding his own? Okay? Let's go oh, yeah. back to week one. Week one with the Giants. All right? Mm -hmm. When we had our full team before Saquon, Lord help us all towards ACL. Lord bless Saquon. Okay, bless his quad, Lord. Okay, Daniel Jones. First of all, you're telling me against the Steelers, we threw the ball 41 times, and Saquon Barkley only rushed 15 times. Yikes. You're telling me a top the top three running back. In the NFL, over the last two years, rushed the ball 15 times week one after no preseason, so his legs aren't tired. He's fresh-legged. He's mm -hmm. ready to go. He's the man, the myth, the legend. 15 rush attempts, Jackson. And you know why? Because if I'm the head coach, I don't trust my line either. Big facts, man. Daniel Jones, 26 of 41, 279 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Here's the kicker, three sacks. Can we talk about the Bengals and Joe Burrow? They have nothing going on as far as a running game goes that he has to throw the ball 60-plus times in a game. Hey, Joe Burrow is just going to throw his arm out, okay? He's all Cincinnati has. Cincinnati drafted him number one, and to please their fans, they're just letting him go out there and play football. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't blame him because he's the best thing they got on the football team. A.J. Green looks like a ghost of his former self. A.J. Green has been a ghost of his former self for the past five to six seasons. I get it. He's working with injuries. But come on, man. Here is the most tragic news that I've got to break to everybody. Week two was devastating for the NFL when it comes to injuries. If you're a fantasy football owner, you're screwed after the first two weeks. Fantasy football owners this week are hurting. And I'm one of them because I'm like, oh my goodness, Michael Thomas out? Emmanuel Sanders with Drew Brees versus the Raiders? He should be the number one go-to guy, right? Wrong. Incorrect. Emmanuel Sanders non-existent right now through the second quarter. Okay. Meanwhile, Tyler Lockett on my bench versus New England, supposed to be one of the top defenses in the league, puts up 19 fantasy points. So to name just some of the injuries that happened week two in the NFL, you have Nick Bosa, torn ACL. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Raheem Mosserick went down. You Is have... it Mossert or Mozart? It might be Mozart. It might be Mossert. I just like saying Mozart. Just it sounds so awesome. much better. Yeah. Anyways, Raheem, mean, Raheem Mozart. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey had a high ankle sprain. I was like, so yeah, okay. So I haven't seen that. So that's what happened to him. High ankle sprain. No torn ACL there either. Right. Drew Locke, sprain AC joint. Cortland Sutton, torn ACL. Jimmy was a high ankle sprain. Devonte Adams, hamstring. Tavon Young, knee. Malik Hooker, Achilles tendon. And you, you and you've already got and you've already got the Saints top receiver out. Okay, I just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor with his chest. Yes. Tyrod Taylor hurt as well. Chest but, apparently. Pre-existing injury re, re flared up. But but Justin Herbert. But your boy Justin Herbert came in against the reigning the defending bad boy Super Bowl Chiefs quarterback sounding like Kermit the Frog. Okay, and almost done the thing. 
His defense failed him. Almost hey. done the thing, okay? Now, now, let, now, now, right oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Justin Herbert was not a man amongst men, okay? He was just a man, and he came in there and he did exactly what he had to do. All right, mm-hmm. exactly what he had to do. For now, I didn't read, I didn't read the article, but I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw one, and it made me mad because you know, and the fan listeners about to know, okay? I am a Justin Herbert fan. I was mad when we drafted Daniel Jones because I thought Eli had one more good year and that we should get Herbert this past draft, okay? I thought we should have drafted defense or line and got ready for Justin Herbert, and I still stand by it even though Danny Dimes is the man, okay, just because I like Justin Herbert so much. Anyways, he just made the right plays. He didn't kill him, but he didn't – wasn't Superman, all right? That And I think – the Chargers will challenge for the West in two years. Give them two years. I'm not saying, oh, they're going to be wild card here and there. No, it's going to be either Chiefs or Chargers. Two years. Yes. Come on. Mm. You, you, you got you to give that one to me a little bit. Okay. So, you're, right. so, so is it Las Vegas in that division? Yes. So you you don't you don't see them as one of the teams with Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. No. They, they're, 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 they're still a few pieces away. More so on the defensive side than the offense. See, the Chargers still have a little bit of a defense. They just need a line. Okay. Okay. That's respectable. I mean, I get the Chargers pick. Hey, hey, I get the Chargers pick. Great, great defense. Great young defense with mm-hmm. some good veteran pieces. Okay. Um, they good veteran wide receiver core. To, to me, they've got to figure out who their running back of the future is. I don't think they've got him right now. Um, I'm not all familiar with just their team makeup, but I just know, like, I, I'm just wasn't impressed with their running game. Um, you know, he, he did some good things. Yeah. I mean, but it's it, just like it's just like if Justin Herbert can turn into a more athletic Philip Rivers, and he can make plays when there isn't like when when stuff breaks down, he can make plays. Then <laughs> The Chargers can then challenge, but if he's just going to be another game manager with a with a flashy arm, then then, then nothing changes. You've just gotten in a younger quarterback. Okay, right, that's right. all you've done. But talent wise, at receiver, he's got it around him. He's got the pieces. Yeah. All right, he's got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Let's not forget about Hunter Henry at tight end. Like, come on. There, there's so many pieces around him. Decent offensive line. Um, I haven't even looked at their offensive line to see what it's rated. I'm assuming it's it's pretty far up there. I mean, you've got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the ends. That's going to create a little bit of a nightmare for a lot of quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes struggled in the first half against that. Now, we both know that he is a second-half quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said. I just said that their defense is young and good with, with good experience pieces. Um, so, like, you expect their defense to be good. But their defense has to get help from their offense. You know what I'm saying? Big, like big their their offense you can't put them in, in bad situations in the defense. It don't matter how good of a defense you are. I mean, le, I mean, let's let's look at it. Look Dallas's at defense. Look at Dallas's defense. Okay. As much as Dallas wants to be Dallas, okay, and choke somehow. All right. But thank the Lord for them that they were playing the choke artist himself, the Atlanta Falcons. Their offense put them in some bad places in the first and second quarter with fumbles and interceptions, and their defense held them the field goals pretty much every time except once or twice. Yeah, and we're talking like three fumbles, interception, uh, didn't get it on a fourth down try. Like, they, they put their defense in bad situations, and to only be down by 20, they should have been down by a lot more than that. I mean, this is the Dallas Cowboys you're talking about. They haven't been – really really relevant i get it this is the dallas cowboys the 90s i get it i get it but also look at the bears their offense does not help out that defense before we move (laughs) on from the nfl before we move on the nfl all right chargers offensive line ranked 30th going into the season 30th below my giants you gotta fix it Chargers. if you think they're gonna touch and i say like compete with kansas city in two years they need to work on that offensive line because their defense is good and their offensive weapons and their young quarterback has shown some promise. They got I mean, to work on that offensive line. Justin Herbert, six foot six, standing behind that line, man. I'm just saying. 
And I get it. He's a little mobile. And, hey, maybe that's why they brought Tyrod Taylor in this year. Maybe they're like, we don't have the money for our offensive line. We have a good defense. We got good weapons. We'll bring Tyrod Taylor. And when the line breaks down like we know it will, he can scramble. I mean, that's true. But all in all, NFL, get your crap together. We don't need any more injuries as fantasy owners. Come on. Hey, the NFL, last thing, last thing. The NFL said that the turf at the, at the, at the MetLife Stadium was good and it passed protocol. But for all the 49ers players to come out and say they were worried about playing there again, there ought to be something wrong, right? Something wrong. I don't want to go too hard on this. I'm not a turf expert, okay? I sell flooring for a living and then coach basketball. I'm not a turf expert. True, true, true. true something true. had to be wrong, all right? It needs to get fixed. We got too many injuries, and we need football as a country right now. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are able to have a little bit of a Mamba mentality. Dude, Anthony, Anthony Davis. And before I start this, people who don't know me that are listening, I am a Los Angeles Clippers fan to die, okay? Until I die, until I'm 600, Los Angeles Clippers fan. But Anthony Davis in the blacked out Mamba jerseys comes off of a screen as a 6'11", almost 7-foot big man, shoots pretty much on one leg fadeaway, over a seven-foot big man who closed out on him in Jokic and hits the three, lands and runs toward his team, and literally yells, Kobe. Okay? Shout out to the black mama, Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace. His spirit forever lives in the Los Angeles Lakers. He is the Los Angeles Lakers. I get Absolutely. it, Magic Johnson, all these players. When, but when, when people that were born after 1990 – Think Los Angeles Lakers, they're going to forever think about Kobe Bryant. Oh, for sure, man. From yeah. 1990 from 1990 until, like, let's say 2014, oh. if you were born in that range and you could comprehend sports and you know Los Angeles, you think about Kobe Bryant. There's just no other way. I know, hey, I know Magic Johnson. I know Kareem. I get it. Jerry West, James, like, I get all them. But Kobe Bryant is the face of that for a franchise. If you were if born, you were in, the born in the 21st century, Kobe Bryant is the face of the Lakers to you. No question. Exactly. Davis hits the shot. He lands. He yells Kobe. If you go back and watch the video, he jumps. And I think him and JR were attempting to chest bump. JR went for the side shoulder like I'm 6'5", 180. This man could murder me. Davis was pumped. They just won game two of the Western Conference Finals that they should have lost. And he's going full chest about to take a man's career out. And poor rookie Horton Tucker gets in the way and just gets obliterated. You see half the team look back at him like. Frank Vogel looks like me, okay? When I'm coaching and my team does something like dunks or hits a game winner, I want to celebrate because I'm still young or I'm 22. Like I want to. But I got to be professional, okay? Anthony Davis hits a shot that wins game two of the West Coast Finals. Frank Vogel was arm crossed, just not smirking. He knew the play was going to work. He knew Kobe was with them. He's not even smirking. No smile. When he got knocked over, Frank Vogel smiled so big, I thought his face was going to explode. That I mean, that dude got murdered. Can we talk, though? If you play... The clip from 2006 next to the one of Anthony Davis, Kobe and AD's shot form, very, very close. Very similar. I'm not sure about the shot location. Kobe versus the Suns? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Suns. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe versus who? 2006. The Suns. Like, I'm pretty sure it was the Suns. Let me check. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think it's the Suns. Um... I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I haven't seen the video of them two side by side. I'll be honest. It is the Suns. I went straight from work today to basketball practice, and now we're doing this podcast. So I haven't seen the video. Um, but I'm assuming 2006 it was the Suns. Yep. Just it, because it of Suns. just because of prominence of Steve Nash then and Kobe Bryant carrying the Lakers in 2006 and beyond until about 2008. All right, carrying on his back. Surprised he didn't have back surgery during the summer. Um, I know he like flew to Germany back then to do all his like post season rest and rehabilitation anyways. 
Um, but that's the West. Hey, look, the, the Nuggets are still in this. I don't think if they get down 3-1, they're not pulling what they pulled on my Clippers. Rest in peace, the Clippers. Playoff P, may you never come again, okay? They, they're not going to pull what they pulled on my Clippers, all right? They're not going to pull. They're not pulling 3-1. If they get down 3-1, the series is over. This is a playoff experienced team with LeBron James. JR has got playoff. Rondo, okay, Anthony Davis has a little bit. Like, they have experience on this team. That is what's different between them and the Clippers. The Clippers just had Kawhi as far as playoff experience. All our other playoff experience was literally all first round. Paul George got a little bit when he was younger with the Pacers. Yes. But this is a different different Paul George. This is a different team. This is a different NBA, okay? Big fan. Patrick Beverly got some with the Rockets. But, again, different team, different NBA. All right. Landry Shamit, only first round last year. Zubac, first round last year. Um, Harrell got a little bit with the Rockets, but he didn't play with the Rockets then. He just set the bench. When he got traded us is when he became a good player. And Lou Williams has got playoff experience, but he I don't think he's ever been to a I don't think he's ever been to a conference finals. Unlike Kawhi, he Kawhi has. Kawhi is the only veteran player that you guys have that has good playoff experience. We 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 weren't ready. For- Paul George is nothing of what he used to be with the Pacers. My, my my favorite thing to take away from that is they said that Paul George like stood up after choking and being the issue offensively. That, that we lost. And he called everyone out. And he was like, and he, and he was like, you know, let's all dial in and come back on this team, same team, and run it back next year and go for that championship. And it was met with eye rolls and just like discontent. Because like, you can't be the reason we choke a 3-1 series lead and then stand up and be like, let's run it back, guys. Like, of course you want to run it back. You know what I'm running back with you? That's like, if I'm playing pickup, and Jackson's playing with me, all right? And Jackson goes out there and misses eight shots, and I'm on fire, and I make four, but he don't pass me the ball. And we miss, and we lose a pickup game, and Jackson's like, you'll run it back. I'm like, no, I'm picking somebody else up. What do you mean you run it back? If I'm Lou Williams, I'm gone. And I hate to say that because I love Sweet Lou, all right? I love the bench combo with him and Harold. That's just the way it is. But that's the West, okay? That's the West. Yes. yes. We, yes. We, we said before there's going to be a more of a football podcast because football is really kicking in, and everyone's on football. I'm a basketball guy, but I do love football too. Um, So the East. So so let's go to the the East. The Heat. Hang on, hang on. Before we get to the East, I do want to correct myself. Kobe pulled up from the right elbow in that game against the Suns. That was the right. I was really thinking what shot you were talking about. But the shots I remember, he pulled up from the right elbow. And then I remember the Heat versus the Heat when he banked it in. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so, a picture that I saw made it look like they were the same thing. It wasn't so, the same so, spot. It wasn't the same spot. It's kind of oh, the motion. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Just the motion. Yeah. So to the east, you've got Miami up 2-1 on the Celtics. Go. So, so let's, let's talk about the Heat for a second. The Heat have made basketball enjoyable for me because watching my Clippers in the first 10 games back made me want to just cut off my Hulu Live subscription. And just stop watching basketball, NBA-wise. Because we just looked horrible the whole time. Like, I don't know how we beat Dallas in the first round. We just looked bad. Like, Kawhi carried us. Kawhi's bad. Lou Williams carried us. Patrick Beverly forgot how to dribble. And he forgot how to not foul defensively. Okay? Like, so, so watching the Heat play with just a bunch of shooters running off screens... Bam Adebayo being a 6'10 skilled big man and making the passes. And then Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler throwing up the dumbest mid-range shots and making them. And then their effort and intensity on defense and how they play as a unit on defense in the NBA. It has just made NBA basketball so lovely for me this time of the year. Like, I can't tell you how much they saved the NBA season for me because they play so much as a team. And, And Jimmy Butler came out and, you know, he scores a lot in the fourth quarter. And everyone asked him why he didn't do that like the rest of the game. And he said, I let my guys get going and I get them confidence. And it was met with a lot of stuff like, you know, that's dumb. What happens if your guys don't get going and you're trying to get it going in the fourth quarter is too late? It's working. Let him do him. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, shout out Duncan Robinson, go blue, big M's, Michigan, baby, okay? Shout mm-hmm. out Duncan Robinson. Shout out. They're making their shots. They're confident kids. 
Jay Crowder right now is knocked down for some reason, somehow. And then Derek Jones Jr., when he gets in, is holding his own offensively when normally all he can do is jump 58 inches in the air. Okay? So, like, what they're doing is working. So don't knock it until you try it, you know? Also, I want to point out, in the West Conference, you've got LeBron and AD teaming up. You've got Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You had Kawhi and Paul George. Who does Jimmy Butler got with him? Goran Dragic, baby. I mean. Well, now, he went to the Heat, and the, and the thing was, and they even said it, that the Heat promised to get him another star within a year or two. Do they need Giannis it right now, Okay? Do they need um, it? They just came yes, out. Yes, they, they, will, they will need another star when the regular season is longer. You can't ask Jimmy Butler to do what he's doing right now, guarding the best player and have to be the best offensive scorer True. back like in the same night every night when it's a when it's a 82 game season and then playoffs, you know what I'm saying? But do they need somebody as talented as Giannis? I'm not saying you need Giannis. I'm not saying you couldn't go out and get Ben Simmons and be fine, okay? Ooh, I don't know. Look, I'm not I'm not saying you couldn't go out like if you had Ben Simmons that team, their defensive versatility goes up further. Their passing IQ goes up further. Their rebounding go, goes go, up further. Okay? What, what so it makes them better. What if you go get Chris Paul? No, no, no. Chris Paul is going to the Bucks. We ain't got to talk about that. That's for another well, podcast. Okay? Um, okay, but, okay. But, but my thing is, like, he went there in hopes they find another star. They've got their other star. Bam Adebayo was an all-star this year. The dude can pass. The dude can dribble. He can rebound. He can shoot mid-range jump shots. He makes decisions for that offense from the high post, and it's so beautiful because I love watching it. I love watching it. I try to do that with my high school team. You can it's so hard to teach a big guy how to make the decisions, okay? For the team because they're so used to having the decisions made for them and just posting up or coming off or screening the roll and screening, see what I'm saying? Like he yeah, yeah. literally makes every decision and I just love watching it. Because I'm six five. I play post most of my life. But my thing was like I was like most of us like, I want to be a post. I wanted to shoot and I could shoot. So when I play pickup, I'd get a rebound and push it, and I learned how to pass. And so I was using that same way, out of the high post, making passes, yada, 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 et cetera. Shout out to Caleb. Like, like when you – no, no, not shout out to me. I'm just an average player. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have seen you play. When, when you watch Joel Embiid play, he's not out there. He's a superstar. He's supposed to be the best player on that team. He's not out there making decisions. Like, he don't have the ball at the top of the key, and they're running off screens, and he's dribbling, beating his man, or making decisions. He either picks and pop, or he goes and posts up. It don't work right now in the NBA. It you does can't not. just have a guy standing on the block or standing on the three point line. This like is you want to get a... the best out of you want to get the best bang for your buck with big men right now. All right, I think that was triple B's bang for your buck, big man. Triple B's, okay. Triple B's. You get the best triple B's? triple B's. Bang for your buck for your big man. Put them out on the high post or on the top of the key and let your guards and wings go set guard to guard screens. One come to the ball on the screen, one cut to the goal, and make action happen. And then he can go dribble handoff and then roll into it. And now you have act, dummy action off the ball. And I know I'm getting to a lot of stuff, but it's just like the way the Heat play basketball, it's just mesmerizing to me, and they've saved my NBA season. And that's why you heard it here first. I've actually told some of my, some of my team this because we talk about NBA, and I said, all right, who do you have, whatever. I got the Heat in six. They may win it in five, but I got the Heat in six. They're going to play the L.A. Lakers. I really wish Denver will win, okay, just because I like Jokic and I like Michael Porter Jr. All right, his dad's actually from the – Michael Porter is actually from the Hattiesburg area, his, his dad. Uh, he actually went to Oak Grove High School. So, I like, I want them to win. But it's going to be Heat versus Lakers. The Heat may steal a game, maybe two. I don't think it'll be – they may steal a game. The Lakers will win the championship. We'll talk about that more, though. I honestly have Miami taking this in five. I don't think Boston can come back and steal another game. Even though they came together and didn't point fingers, but are trying to hold each other accountable. But that's not going to be enough. Like you said, Miami is playing some beautiful basketball right now. And I'll agree with you. Heat, obviously, coming out of the East. Honestly, I think they could steal a couple from L.A. But we'll talk about that more when we get closer. But with those two series kind of coming to an end here in a couple of weeks, hopefully 
we can be given a great NBA Finals when those come. But, Caleb, what do we got coming up next? You know it. MLB Baseball. Oh, God. Do we even have to touch on this? Like, like I, I, I'm going to let you go. You're a baseball guy. I'm just a playoff baseball guy. It's very well known amongst my friends. I love my New York Yankees, okay? But I'm it. like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't pay attention very much until playoffs. I pay attention to injuries and how our pitching core is doing because I was a pitcher when I played baseball. All right. So I'm going to let you touch on it. I'll chime in a little bit, but this is all you. Like, because uh, I know you have an opinion on this playoff system they've got going. Do I have an opinion? Oh, I have a tremendous opinion on this playoff situation. It is absurd. You are telling me that we went to a 60-game regular season with teams traveling to see each other, play each other at, you know, different locations, obviously different cities. But now we want to have a bubble playoff? You've got to be kidding me. Here's where my bigger issue is with this. It's the fact that you're taking home field advantage completely out of the picture. So now you've got, you know, let's let's take the Chicago Cubs for, for an example who are my team, love them to death, die hard. Chris Bryant's hurt right now, probably going to free agency at the end of the offseason. But you've got Wrigley Field built in Chicago with the winds coming off of Lake Michigan as a humongous factor. You can go from zero wind to 20-mile-an-hour wind blowing in from straightaway center. You tell me that that isn't a factor anymore? That's absurd. You take away Coors Field, which is a hitter's ballpark. It's it's absurd. And so now you want to take the AL teams and put them in L.A. and San Diego and put the NL teams in Houston and Arlington. That's even worse because now you're factoring in the, the fact that NL gets a dome if they want with bad weather. But – Realistically, I don't like it. And then you have the World Series being played in Arlington. There is no home field at all. Try playing in New York in late November, which is what we're going to be at, compared to sunshiny L.A. Having to travel back and forth between those makes a huge difference right there. I think the biggest advantage is teams who are playing in their stadium for the playoffs. See what I'm saying? Like you're used to, no matter if you're bottom, bottom of the night or top of the night that you're home stadium, you're used to playing in that stadium, on that yes. grass, on that field, hitting to the, see what I'm saying? You're used yes, to yes. seeing what's behind the pitcher's mounds when you're, you're trying to hit. You know what I'm saying? So like I think those teams have the biggest advantage. Yes, but here's the even bigger kicker. Baseball is one of the few sports where home field advantage really actually does matter that's the even that's the bigger thing home like field I, with I, no fans home field with no fans can have a difference yes home field with no fans can have a difference like i said chicago lake michigan you have that wind it's a huge factor new york in november huge factor compared to Miami or L.A. It's interesting, though, to see all the emerging stars that are happening in this short season. Look at San Diego. I mean, who would have thought San Diego would be in the playoffs this year? They're they're impressing me. Manny Machado? No. no like, hey, but, but before we move on from baseball, okay, before, before we move on, mm-hmm. all right, because this podcast is running long, okay, and we still got to touch college football, which is like our biggest thing here. I just feel bad for the greatest team of all time, the Padres. You're telling me after all the years of just dumpster fires of seasons, they finally put one together. They're out here memeing teams, swinging at 3-1 and one and jacking grand slams, all right? 
It was 3 and they, it, <laughs> Was it 3-0? Even it better. better. I love it. Here, like, here's my thing with baseball and why I don't watch it. It's not that fun to watch a full nine innings because it's so, like, just methodical and just drawn out. Just, uh, uh, I can understand that. And I can, get, hey, I can get hate for that. I get it. It's not for everybody. Basketball and football and everything for life has not for everybody. I watch cornhole championships. That's not for everybody. I think that's a blast. But, dude, when people are swinging at 3-1 and one and jacking, freaking grand slams like Tatis Jr. is, and, and they get this, they finally have a good team. They finally get the young talent. Machado goes in. They have the good team. And now you're telling me if they get a high seed and have home field, they won't get home field event, home field advantage? Like, Correct. that sucks. Right now, they're number two in the NL. But they've clinched in the playoffs. So I get it. They won't have it, but they'll have it for a short time. Maybe more. That's wild to me. But that, but, that, but that's, that's all I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say about MLB. Shout out to the Shout 2016, 2016 team. team. But, but as we get closer to the NLDS, which is two weeks away, I think it's two weeks away. Get into the MLB. But on to our main segment. All rise for the honorable judge, Aaron Judge. Thank you. He's always hurt. Sorry, you can move on. Hey, hey, you talking about hurt? Chris Bryant hurt himself. Why? When we started this podcast. I know he is hurt. Don't talk about Judge. He always gets hurt, but Chris Bryant's hurt too. Don't come whatever, at me. Whatever. Get he out of here. Get, get the baseball out of here. I can't take no more of it. Get it out of here, Jack. College? College football. College, college football. football. I don't care that it's been played for two weeks. College football is back because it the is SEC back. is back. Okay? This it's back, man. baby. This SEC football is back. And you know what's crazy? I'm yelling about it. But I'm a Michigan fan, and you're a Nebraska fan. So we're Big Ten people, but we don't get that until October 24th because well, we're hey, hey, pansies. Hey, 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 we are, we are. We're still playing, though. We're, we're playing. We're we'll playing. We'll take it. And as a Michigan playing. fan, all that, means is, all that means is that I just get to be mad about us going eight and one or something like that and then losing Ohio State in the quote-unquote game that we haven't won in 500 years. All right? But, That's all but, that means. I get to watch us. Beat like Purdue, okay, and Indiana, and all these teams, and we're gonna go in to either Wisconsin or Penn State and drop one, all right, and we'll win the other one. We're somehow almost gonna get beat by Northwestern. It happens every year, and then we're gonna go to Ohio State, and we're gonna bend our pretty little tails over, and they're gonna spank us, and we're gonna be like, "Sorry, Daddy, we didn't mean to offend you." And then we're gonna go into the season, and we get in the off season, we're like, "But this next year's the year, new quarterback, new defense, yada 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 yada." And nothing changes, okay? Nothing changes. Michigan football, nothing changes. The same thing every year. Same thing every year. But the SEC. At least, hold on. At least you don't have to play Ohio State first game. We play in first game. That's tough. We were trying to bring football back to the Big Ten, and this is what we get rewarded with. But you know what? Time to get to some actual real football this weekend because I'm sick and tired of trying to watch the ACC. Nobody's playing right now for them. You still have Miami. You have Notre Dame. You have Clemson. All top 25. But they're not playing anybody except for Miami. I get it. They're, not I get playing. it. they're, they're playing a little bit of gimme games. Whatever. Okay. Yes. And, and here's the thing that's going to hurt the SEC this year is playing only SEC games because SEC is tough. You could but drop anyway. two. You could drop two in a row like a like splitty splat, and it's done. All right, you could drop two in a row quick. And so, in like way, for Ohio though. State, you Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, like just get through those three games. But but in but SEC, you never know when Mississippi State just comes out of nowhere and has a good game. Sometimes Ole Miss, with a former Oak Grove High School shout out the Hattiesburg area quarterback, can come out of nowhere and give you a game. All right, Arkansas, Mizzou's trash. I'm not worried about them. But Florida with Dan Mullins, a good team. Let's look at the defending champs from last year. LSU, they have to go into Gainesville, play Florida. That's tough. Then they have, then they have uh, South Carolina at home. Not a gimme. That is not a gimme. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go to Auburn. And then they turn around. They technically have a bye week. I believe, but, but then, then they come they back and they have Alabama. Alabama. So you're, you're telling me in a span of four games, you've got Florida, South Carolina, 
Auburn, and Alabama. Good luck. Good luck. You don't got got no Joe Burrow. That's some series of games. But, hey, let's get into it. Let's get into the segment, okay? Spread the bread. Take us to it, Jackson. Spread the bread. I'm here for this segment. We are calling this segment Spread the Bread to talk to you guys about the spread on these football games. Hopefully, we can give you a little bit of insight. If not, it's okay. You don't have to take our advice. I probably wouldn't, but you can listen to it anyways. All right? Now, there are some games I've studied, and I'm ready to give you some insight, okay? But there are others. Just take it by hearsay and go on about your business. Where are we starting at, Jackson? We are going to start, start at, at – this is a, this this is a little, little, little game, game in a way because of who they're playing. We're going to start with Georgia Southern, Southern at Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, Lafayette Raging Cajuns. See, look, look, look. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, you're starting here. Now, you're starting here. But what you didn't know is I wanted you to add this game to the list because my goat of the week, someone entered some goat sounds right into there. All right. Goat of the week, Louisiana Lafayette, Elijah Mitchell. I'm talking goat of the week. Watch. If you don't know what goat of the week is, it's our little thing where we say this dude's about to be the greatest of the week, greatest of all time, the goat of the week. Elijah Mitchell is their running back. All right. Last week, he had 164 yards, two touchdowns, and an average of 10.3 per rushing attempt. He's playing Georgia Southern, a worse team than who they played last week. Okay. Goat of the week. This dude should be on the watch list when it comes to stats this week. All right. They played Georgia State last week. Okay. Now they're playing Georgia Southern. All right. It right, right. Can't get any worse than that. All right. He scored a touchdown in overtime to lead them past Georgia State 34 31. That's my goat of the week, Elijah Mitchell. I'm taking the Raisin Cajuns to cover that game. I'm right there with you. I mean, they went to Ames, Iowa and beat a actually pretty decent Iowa State team. Not like national championship, but like they can hold their own. That's a Big 12 team. It's not Kansas, obviously. They went in there and whooped butt, winning 31 to 14. I'm taking Louisiana Lafayette, the Raisin Cajuns, to cover. Next. So, right now, the spread on that game is 13. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Is it, is They're it, covering. Has it changed? Change? The, the minus, minus, it's a 13 minus and a half. Now? Minus is 13 and a half. Okay. Okay. Total. Total. If you want to, you know. So it's, it's, you have to get 14. Well, there's 13, 13. They have to get 14 points. Okay. 14 They're points. covering. They're, oh, they're, they're covering. They're covering. They're covering. They're, they're covering this. They may, they may go more than this. I don't know. I'm not going to know. Now, listen. Now, we're talking over-unders, okay, for all the people who are old enough to bet, all right? Hey, bet responsibly. Responsible betting is the best type of betting. I don't bet, but I love to conversate about bets, and I love to guess. And I'll be honest, a lot of times I'm right because I I do actually study it on these small games that shouldn't matter, but they just matter to me because I love that no one else pays attention to them, okay? Now, responsible, responsible Responsible. betting if you're going to bet, all right? But raising Cajuns to cover over Georgia Southern. What's the next game? All right, right. next Next game, game, we've we've got got Texas Texas and Texas Texas Tech. Tech. Now, this isn't huge, but the reason I'm saying this is because you have a Texas team that is ranked high, and you know every season they're ranked high, they say, oh, we're back, we're big, we're bad, we're Texas Longhorns, woo! I'm not buying it. Against Texas Tech, they're – they're Matthew gonna, McConaughey they're gonna talking in that smooth voice. Just convince right, me that they're right. back when we, they're not yeah, back. We, the Texas Longhorns, are, long, are back. All right, all right, all right. Oh, whoa. Matthew McConaughey, welcome to the show. Welcome to Sports Frame, man. How you been? Um, this is Texas. This is at Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah, at Texas Ooh. Tech. I got, no, let's, let's not go too far into this game. We don't have to go far into everything. Right, right. 
Um, right, right. But but I, I agree. They always say they're back. They're never back. That they'll never be back. Okay, it don't matter how high how high you rank them. Um, yep, yep. I got Texas in this game. As far as covering or not, I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take them to cover. The, I'm gonna take them to the, the, cover. Yeah, the spread, the I don't like easy. it. If it's me and I'm betting, I'm not betting on this game because I just don't know. But I don't I'm think they take cover. Texas. I'm I, gonna take them to cover. I think they I think win, they but do not cover. Okay, I, I I respect that. I couldn't really decide. I just kind of had to make my brain pick one. What's mm-hmm. next? Next, we have Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee at South Carolina. This is a trap game. Big Tennessee trap game. Ranked Big. 16th at South Carolina. Like you said, this is a trap game. Because let's be honest, last year, Tennessee was ranked. They didn't do a thing. Nothing out of that. Couple upsets though. Otherwise, it's Tennessee. They haven't had a team since they had a forehead. Hashtag Peyton Manning. Oh no. Um, with this game, Tennessee's ranked. South Carolina's not. South Carolina's not on the up up yet. You know they're 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 mm-hmm. they're working on it. But they're here, working on it. The, this, the, this the, the spread is three and a half. All yeah, they have to do yeah. is get four to cover. So I'm going to take Tennessee and I'm going to take them to cover. Because that's, it's three and a half. That's a if low they, spread. If they beat though. South Carolina, they're beating them by more than three. They're beating okay? I think it's going to come down to either a field goal or it's going to be a one-touchdown game. It'll be a one-touchdown game. But if, if Tennessee wins, they're not winning by a field goal. Tennessee's winning by a touchdown or they're losing. Pick one. Next game. Next, we're going to go to Kentucky against Auburn. This is a game between two ranked SEC opponents with Kentucky being just outside the top 15 being number 23 and Auburn being tied with Texas being at number 8. Interesting. To start the year sharing in 2020. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I want to get shared is the number 8 rating. Don't share COVID with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is I'll take, I take it back. It's I'll take Kentucky. Auburn, but I don't think they cover. It's 10 and a half. I'm saying Auburn by nine. Hmm. I think I can respect that. Nine. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, how how's their defense, though? Like, from last year? I mean, they're ranked 23. They got to be somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to mm. be able to move the ball a little bit. I, I mean, they mean, were pretty good last year. Not saying they were goaded, but they were pretty good. I, I, I'm taking Auburn by nine. I don't think Auburn's offense is that amazing. I think they've got a good defense. I think this is a grinded out game, and I think they win. Okay, respectful. But I got to disagree. Looking at Auburn and that quarterback that they got there and the offense and how high-powered they were, I mean, they gave Alabama and LSU run for their money. So I'm going to take Auburn on the cover. They're going to cover for sure. Kentucky Auburn to cover. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Kentucky has the defense to stop them. You'd be surprised by them mountain boys in Kentucky. That's my boy JT. Shout out Justin Sheldon. Love you, boy. Uh, what's next? Next, we're going to go a little bit closer home to you, and we're going to go Mississippi State versus LSU. should have had right, me a cowboy, let's... cowbell. Someone ring me a cowbell. I'm not even a state fan. Someone ring a cowbell. All right. Um, ding, ding, I'm, ding, I'm, I'm about to shock the world here. Okay. And here, wait, Don't here, have here, to go here, too far into this. LSU's got a new quarterback. You know, they're missing Justin Jefferson. Kind of a younger defense. I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to take LSU, but they're not covering. 16? They're not covering. Okay. I respect it. Now, this is in Death Valley, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. This is in Death Valley. This is in Death Valley. That's tough. But, but, hey, you know what? Just just go a little in-depth. I grew up wearing LSU gear just because my dad's a state fan. And I'd wear the LSU gear just to make him mad a little bit, you know, that his shout son was a quote-unquote LSU fan. And shout we out, didn't miss out. a state LSU game for years. And for years, LSU would skull drag state around. But the last six to seven years, state has started, you know, punching LSU in the mouth a little bit. All right? I and remember I think it's a good – it's a slept on rivalry because state has started hanging in no matter what kind of team LSU has. LSU wins, but they don't cover. You know what? I'm going to go with State coming into Death Valley and upsetting LSU. 
Now that. Now that. Oh, oh. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, man. No, no, no. Don't at me. I'm not going to at you. I'm not, hey, when, when LSU wins, they don't cover. I'm not going to at you. But that's a bold statement. That is an out. You're taking LA, I mean, Mississippi State, first game of the year to go into defending champions Death Valley and upset. Yes. New now, coach, now, by I, the way. New coach. Mike you take it. Ooh. Mike Leach in that air raid offense, brother. Hey, I get it. I like I like my lead. That's why I picked LSU not to cover. Ooh, that day. Don't at me. Don't, don't, don't at me. me. That, that's a statement. What's next? I, I, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but I stand by it. Hey, Florida you backwards. say hate, but if it's, any, if it's any of my people, they're loving your pick right now. You just got some fans in Mississippi. There we go, we go. Oh, my don't goodness. Man. Mississippi State over LSU in Death Valley. What a pick, no, Jackson. No, What's no, next? Next, we're going to come a little closer home to me. We're going to go Florida State against Miami in Miami. Mm. This is a classic rivalry, regardless of rankings. Miami wins and covers. Easily. I mean, did you watch the Miami-Louisville game? I did watch that game versus Louisville. I remember – a co-host of mine before the game going, I got Louisville. It'll be close, but you pick Louisville. And I said, no, Miami wins this easily. And what happened? Louisville dropped the ball. Just got ran over. Miami has gotten something figured out down there. And this hey. is something you don't see quite often. Miami over Florida State to cover, easy. You, you in agreement? Easily. Yes. What's yes. the next game? Well, that was well, that, that was our that was, next. That was our last, was like, last big game big to talk game about. Hey, right, you still got Alabama, Missouri, Georgia, Arkansas. Hey, I like that I'm, West I'm, Virginia, I'm, Oklahoma I'm, State game. I'm saying big, big game to really talk about the spread. You I think that was big? Uh, I don't think that. Well, well, I, I get that's you know, a big I'm, time. I'm, I'm, that's I'm a saying, big time rivalry yeah, game, but I don't think that's a big game. It's big because you know you got Tallahassee. Yeah, I get that. But so, yeah, but so, I just yeah. if I, I don't if think I'm gonna, to, yeah. if I'm gonna go another big game, I'm gonna actually see if Louisville can bounce back against Pitt. Twenty four versus yeah. twenty one. Does Louisville that bounce back at Pitt? Mm, Pittsburgh is two and a half favored right now. I'm gonna take Pitt, and they're gonna cover. I'm not taking Louisville. I don't trust them after that performance they put up against Miami. I mean, you had. People on college game day picking Louisville to win, and they come out and show up with that performance. I'm not with it. I don't think they bounce back. Whatever they did in training didn't work. They need to figure it out. Pit the cover. I like the pick. I'm going to agree with you. I don't think Louisville is going to be able to back, come back from that loss against Miami and come back with a win. You had a good offense. Yes, he struggled some, but still, that offense should be electric. Electric, I'm telling you. You came out flat against Miami. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Obviously, I thought they were going to win, but no, they didn't. They're going to lose the pit. Next game. Next game. Let's do two more. Two more games. Two more two games. games. Two more games. Army, Army number, 22, number 22 Army, Army against at number, number 14, Cincinnati. 14 Cincinnati. This is in Cincinnati. What's the spread on that one? The spread is 14 in favor of Cincinnati. Wow. I'm going to take Army. Ooh, a little bit of an upset? upset? I'm taking Army. You don't eat. Don't eat. I, I, I have nowhere to go further. I, I don't want to expand. Okay. I'm taking Army. Okay. Simple okay. as that. I, I'll, I'll respect that. I will that. never I'll trust a Bearcat. <laughs> you know okay, why? Okay. Why? Because I'm sure everybody was like, yeah. Cincinnati Bearcats, when they were decent at basketball, and they always get murdered when it really comes down time to play somebody. So true, true, I'm not true. worried about it. I'm not trusting a Bearcat. Army, all. what's your pick? I'm going to go Cincinnati just because their offense does look good. Their offense looked good last year. I don't know if they're going to be able to carry it um, over into this season, but we'll see. It, it, like you said, I can't expound much on this, so that's all I'm going to say. So we aren't going to talk about the spread on this next game, but I'm going to bring us back to where we met. Okay. Mobile, UAB against South Alabama. UAB at South Alabama. Thursday um, night. Mm, so South Alabama just came to Hattiesburg. All right, shout out to the Berg. 
and put a whooping on Southern Miss and made them fire their coach. Now, you can say he stepped away all you want, but my guy peaced out, okay? Um, South Alabama not known for its football. Uh, I they, know then, they, they, from, they then lost, lost to, Tulane. to Tulane. They hosted, they hosted Tulane, Tulane and lost and by lost three. three. I mean, and didn't UAB just shut down their football program and start it back up? Yes, yes. UAB, UAB shut, shut, down shut down their football, their football program, program, program about five is, years this ago. Is a, this is a crap bowl. What is this game? You know what, though? <laughs> Catch me Saturday watching UAB versus South Alabama upon getting this on Thursday. 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 This is Thursday. This is Thursday. Even better. It's like you're playing JV football in high school. Thursday night game. What are we doing? UAB versus South Alabama. Give me UAB, South Alabama. I don't know how you beat Southern Miss, but you did it. Shout out to Mobile, man. The place to be. If we're going to be honest, honest, I'm taking taking UAB in this as well well because because they only held Miami Miami to 31 points. They held Miami, Miami, who we just saw crush Louisville Louisville, to 31 points. And they put up 14 on them. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about it. South Alabama is the most inconsistent school when it comes to winning sporting events that I've ever seen in my life. I'm taking South. I'm yeah. taking UAB. Almost as South Alabama. I'm taking UAB. Yeah. I, I realize while people, while our listeners are going to be listening to this, the game will have already happened. Well, they, well, they can see how dumb or smart we are. They can tell if we have a sports brain or not. Well, you know what? That does it for the first episode of Sports Brain. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in and listening, whether you know us or not personally, or whether you just saw this Facebook post or whether you saw one of our Snapchat posts or Instagram posts. Really appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come back next week. We'll do weekly podcasts. We'll try and post them on Friday mornings, uh, a day before most college football games, and you know, two days before NFL. Uh, we'll be talking basketball, pretty much any sport we can. If something crazy Wait, happens in other sports, we'll talk about it. It's been a great time. Hopefully we'll have you all back next week. Hopefully we give you all a little food for thought in your sports brain. Appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. Take care.